I'm Samantha Sharis. I'm Virginia Allen. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Friday, January 13th. Here are today's headlines. Over the last few days, we've been reporting on the classified documents dating back to President Joe Biden's days as vice president that were found at the Penn Biden Center in Washington, D.C., and also in his home's garage. But how did they get there in the first place? CNN reports that both the White House and the president's lawyers won't say who was responsible for packing and moving the material, and that 10 classified documents, including U.S. intelligence, memorandums, and briefing materials that covered topics including Ukraine, Iran, and the United Kingdom, were among the items found. Additionally, a memo from Biden to then-President Barack Obama was found in addition to two briefing memos intended to prepare Biden for phone calls with the British Prime Minister and the former Polish Prime Minister Donald Tusk, CNN reports. While many questions remain unanswered, one source with direct knowledge of the then-Vice President's transition out of government said, again according to CNN, that the day-to-day almost accelerated in those final days. Throughout, people were trying to ensure he still had what he needed while also trying to pack in moments he wasn't there. President Biden and Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishido met earlier today at the White House to discuss the buildup of the Chinese Communist Party's military. In his remarks, Biden said, To be crystal clear, the United States is fully, thoroughly, completely committed to the alliance and, more importantly, to Japan's defense. Kashido said that both Japan and the United States are currently facing the most challenging and complex security environment in recent history. He also said that to ensure her peace and prosperity in the region and to contribute to that and also safeguard peace and security of Japan, in late last year, Japan formulated a new national security strategy. The Wall Street Journal reports that the new defense strategy includes a boost in spending and purchases of U.S. weapons such as Tomahawk missiles. Let's take a listen to some of Biden's remarks per MSNBC. Last year in Japan, you said to me, and I quote, we are two nations that share fundamental values. I couldn't agree with you more. We are. These shared democratic values are the source of our strength, source of our alliance, and the source of our Uh, being able to deliver for all our people. In a tweet this afternoon, Biden said the United States message is clear. Our investment in the U.S.-Japan alliance is paying huge dividends from national security to economic issues, and it will continue to do so for years to come. An organization of female athletes sent a letter Thursday to the National Collegiate Athletic Association, also known as the NCAA, demanding that it reverse its policy of allowing male athletes who identify as women to compete on women's teams or face legal action. Our colleague Tyler O'Neill reports that a group of current and former collegiate and professional female athletes also protested Thursday outside the NCAA convention in San Antonio after the Independent Council on Women's Sports, or ICONS, sent the letter. Two attorneys, Lauren Adams-Bone and Candace Jackson, wrote the demand letter on behalf of ICONS. The lawyers wrote, 
We write as attorneys on behalf of the Independent Council on Women's Sports, a network of current and former collegiate and professional women athletes and their families, to put you on official notice that your practice of allowing male athletes on women's teams constitutes illegal discrimination against women on the basis of sex. We hereby demand that you take direct and immediate action to establish rules to keep women's collegiate sports female. Marshy Smith, a co-founder of Icons, who became a six-time All-American in 2005 by winning the NCAA championship in the 100 backstroke, told the Daily Signal that she and her allies are advocating the original intent of Title IX against Biden's attempt to undermine it by redefining sex as gender identity. Smith argued that current NCAA policy deems female athletes undeserving of rules that protect fair competition in their sports category and that women have and will continue to lose podium awards, relay spots, accolades, and more if we don't demand equal opportunities to succeed now. The Trump Organization has received orders to pay over $1.6 million in fines after it was found guilty of different tax fraud-related felonies last year. The fines are due within 14 days. There were two companies within the organization that were found guilty, the Trump Corporation and the Trump Payroll Corporation. According to NPR, Trump Organization spokeswoman Kimberly Benza said in a statement, that New York has become the crime and murder capital of the world. Yet, these politically motivated prosecutors will stop at nothing to get President Trump and continue the never-ending witch hunt, which began the day he announced his presidency. CBS noted that the former president was not charged himself and that the fine imposed by the judge was the maximum penalty allowed in the case, double the amount of the taxes avoided. Russia claims it took a salt mine town, but Ukraine says not so fast. CNBC reports that Russia claims it's in control of the town Solidar, which is significant as it could prevent Ukraine from fighting in Bakhmut, located in the eastern region of the Donbass. However, Ukraine denies Russia's claim and says that its troops are still fighting in the town, according to Reuters. Ukraine Deputy Minister of Defense Hanna Maliar said in a Friday morning telegram post that the enemy threw almost all the main forces in the direction of Donetsk and maintains a high intensity of the offensive. Our fighters are briefly trying to hold the defense, Fox News reports. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. We don't have a show on Monday as it is Martin Luther King Day. We hope that you all are maybe having a little bit of time off to remember the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King and spend some time with those you love. But we will be back on Tuesday morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. I'm going to be sitting down with Fox News' Janice Dean to discuss how and why she took on former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, something that she details in her new book, I Am the Storm. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read and appreciate all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful long weekend. We'll see you right back here on Tuesday morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. 
Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.